So welcome to another show, guys. Today we have Sanjeev Nandi on, who is a pharmacist, an author, and the founder of a meditation app. So welcome to today's show, Sanjeev. Thank you, Jeevan, for inviting me into your podcast. It's an honor and pleasure, and I hope I can give you know some information and tips and tools for your users. Yeah, fantastic. I know that obviously you're a very educated person, and and obviously you you're an author and, and founder of a meditation app. So I'm sure you've got something to bring to the table. Um, so why the app? Why meditation? What is it that you feel meditation brings to individuals? Um, and why should people do it more? So, Jeevan, it's, you know, I will give a little bit explanation, you know, how I came to meditation. Because, you know, I never thought or intended that I will do, you know, any kind of uh, meditation in my life. So from 2013 to 2017, I was struggling in my life and I don't know what to do. And, you know, some of the circumstances are beyond my control. So it led me to, you know, fear, anger, resentment. And uh, and each passing day, I was drowning more and more into these negative thoughts. And I don't know what to do. I was thinking maybe, you know, somebody or something or God will help me. And I was in that state on and off for three long years. And by the end of 2016, I was, you know, sinking deeper and deeper. And I knew that I have to do something. And at that point, I decided to try meditation because, you know, I came from India. And in the Eastern culture, you know, meditation has been used to calm the restless mind. And my mind was pulled in, you know, different directions. I was not able to have a positive state of mind. So in the beginning of 2017, I started doing meditation. And again, in the beginning, it was kind of, you know, a roller coaster ride because, you know, I was around 37 or 38 years old by that time. It's hard for me to sit in, you know, one quiet position and, you know, concentrate on one single thought. So, you know, when I started meditation, you know, I used to take one breath in. Then, you know, I was to think, okay, you know, I'm not comfortable in this position. Then, you know, the next breath out, I was thinking what I'm going to eat for lunch. Then the next breath in, I was thinking, okay, you know, this is not helping me. You know, my mind is still restless. But in spite of, you know, that I, you know, kept the practice of meditation. And after six to eight weeks of meditation, I was able to form a little, you know, calmer and a little, you know, peace inside me, which led me to, you know, do more of the meditation. Um, You know, as, you know, the stress level was high, I used to overindulge in food because, you know, that was the outlet to, you know, release some of the stress. So I was, you know, not overeating. And from that point, you know, I started, you know, investing more time in meditation. Initially, I started with, you know, five or 10 minutes. Then gradually, I uh, improved it to 20 minutes and then 30 minutes. And at one point, I was doing, you know, around one hour. And it was helping me a lot. So after that, you know, I started to, you know, dive deep into, you know, what meditation is actually doing in my brain. Because, you know, something is happening, which I was not aware of. So I tried to find the scientific reason. Okay, what is happening? 
because there is definitely, you know, uh, some of the changes which is happening inside my brain. So, so you know, I, I wanted to get the scientific explanation. So I found out that Sarah Lazar, she's a neuroscientist at Harvard Med Medical School. And she was also skeptical about meditation that, you know, how six to eight weeks of meditation is going to make her calmer, uh, peaceful and more compassionate. And she found out in her research that eight weeks of meditation decreases the electrical activity in the amygdala. And what is this amygdala? Amygdala is an almond-shaped structure responsible for processing your emotions, or it is also called the fight or flight response. And when the electrical activity in the amygdala decreases, it's correlated to less fear, anxiety, and worry. And what was more astonishing, Jeevan, is that uh, it uh, decreases the size and volume of amygdala in eight weeks. So it means the person who is still living in the same environment is feeling less fearful and stressful. So that was kind of, you know, very amazing. And, you know, once I was able to find the scientific explanation, you know, it led me to, you know, indulge more in meditation. The second, you know, best thing which I found out of meditation is, as you are aware that our brain is divided into two hemispheres, left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. The person who are using their left brain are more analytical, logical, reasoning. They are often good at maths and science. And people who use their right side brain are more imaginative, intuitive. They are often, often better at arts and philosophy. Scientifically, it has proven that meditation balances the corpus callosum, the nerve bundle cross-linking the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. So what does it mean? That meditation is making you a whole brain. It means you can use your left side of the brain and the right side of the brain as effectively as possible. Because, you know, usually what happens, you know, either we can write with left hand or the right hand. Same thing with our brain. Either we can use the left side or the right side. Now imagine if you are able to use both sides of the brains. It increases, you know, the advantage of whole brainers are it has better focus, uh, excellent mental health, and clearer and deeper thinking. So, you know, meditation is leading you towards a state of positivity, and you are becoming a better version of yourself because, you know, that is the ultimate goal. You know, we all human beings wanted to excel in our life. So these are the two scientific explanations. You know, there is one more, the third one, which I will also explain that, you know, if just assume if a person is uh, in a negative state of mind or he's depressed, the hippocampus, which is associated with learning and memory, you know, shrinks significantly. And, you know, the degree of shrinkage depends upon the numbers of years he's depressed. So what meditation does, it lifts you up from that negativity by, you know, increases the thickness volume of the left hippocampus and the right hippocampus.
so that you know you can retain you know a lot of the information what we are learning and you know go to the where's the positive side of the spectrum so you know once i was able to figure out you know these benefits and definitely you know people are are aware that you know what are the other benefits which meditation gives like you know it increases different uh, neurotransmitter in our in our brains like uh, dopamine serotonins endorphins which are the happy chemicals and you know which uh, definitely takes you towards a positive state of mind yeah no i mean you've you've, you've broken down so many different areas there and what i tend to do on uh, when i'm running these podcasts or even as a guest on other shows i'm always making notes as we as we talk so that i can absorb all the information i can sing there's a lot there that you've you, you've sort of talked about that we could go into i think first and foremost meditation for me and prayer are the same thing you know you're basically doing the same thing but they have different connotations it's like the word god can have have negative connotations for some people but source universal energy have positive connotations and it's kind of strange how that how that works the way that i think of of meditation is clearing your mind if you think of and you've obviously alluded to it here as well. If you think of a post box or your email inbox, if it's full of letters, so if you think about the American post box, you know, at the end of the drive, where it's like a little basket and, and, and you sort of open it there. If it's full of letters, there's no new letters that can come in. And it's, it's a hassle to go through that letter box and work out what's this letter for, what's this letter for. The same with your email inbox. And I think meditation helps you to clear that to ensure that you're in a good space, as you said, to receive new insights, new information and allow you to be less stressed. I mean, we, we all know that when you come home to a house that's messy, you feel stressed. As soon as you've cleared up the house or cleared up your working space, you feel more relaxed. And for me, meditation is along those lines, helping to clear yourself. And as you've said, there is scientific sort of backing to that. Um. The, the, again, another thing that you've mentioned is uh, you wanted to eat more. I'm a strong believer that once you go down a bad path and you said it was a period of three years, whether it's a positive trajectory or a negative trajectory, it's harder to change direction of something than to keep going in that same direction. And it's essentially the snowball effect. And when we go down a bad path, we then maybe look at the seven deadly sins, whether it's gluttony or lust or sloth as opposed to moving on that positive outlet. So now that you've started this meditation, now that you're on this positive trajectory, what are the outcomes for you then? So instead of eating and, and being gluttonous, what are the secondary benefits? Rather than, as you said, not feeling fearful, not feeling anger, not being resentment and feeling more positive, what are the secondary benefits to that? Are you going to the gym more? Are you making more friends? Are you more productive at work? Have you got more insights? What are those secondary benefits for me, Sandeep? Very good question, Jeevan. Just, you know, I just want to point out before I, you know, answer this question that, you know, like the role of meditation is to have, you know, one single thought. You know, that is, you know, to stop the internal chatter so that you can, you know, improve yourself. And, you know, the one point you mentioned that, you know, you do prayer. Again, you know, prayer is a kind of meditation. Like my mom, she never meditated, but she used to do prayers. And again, you know, any kind of 
prayer is a form of meditation. Because if you see that any house of, uh, you know, prayer, they vibrate at higher frequencies. So if you are going to, you know, any temple or a mosque or a church, they have, you know, very different level of energy. And you feel, you know, different when you go there. The only problem is you are not able to go to those places as often, you know, as you want. Because, you know, when, when you come back, you know, you again come to that, you know, negative state of mind. So that's the reason, you know, we have to definitely implement, you know, some kind of, you know, practice in our daily routine so we can vibrate at a higher frequency. Now, you know, just to clear the myth, you know, most of the people think that, you know, meditation is associated with some kind of religion like Hinduism or Buddhism, you know, it has nothing to do with any kind of religion. Basically, meditation is a form of exercise tailored specifically for your brain. Now, you know, you can be a scientist, you can be a professor, you can be a teacher, you can be an artist, or you can be a student. You need concentration and focus to accomplish your tasks. Now, to answer your question, you know, how it has improved my life, like, you know, when I was growing up, or, well, you know, if you see, you know, generally, we all have fears. And fear is the number one reason which is stopping us from doing greater things in our life. You know, I have fear too. So what meditation has done is it has made me a little bit resilient to this fear. And I'm able to, you know, go out of my comfort zone. Previously, I used to do the things which I know that I'm comfortable doing it. Yeah. Now, in spite of knowing that, you know, this is not my comfort zone, I'm still able to go ahead and try it. Yeah. It's a secondary thing, you know, whether I, you know, succeed or not. But, you know, I'm not fearful. Yeah, I think I think with, with the fear side... It's not a case of never having fear because everyone has fear. It's how you behave with the fear. Either you cower into a ball and, and let the fear overtake you or you become courageous. And the word courage doesn't mean that you don't have fear. It means that you have fear when you act despite fear. Is that essentially what you're alluding to, that you have become more courageous um, since you've had the meditation or been doing meditation? Yes, definitely. You have, you know, phrased it, right? That in spite of the fear, you try new things. And that's what, you know, I started doing it. Because, you know, if you see that, you know, we all have one life. Why should I live my life in fear? You know, I'm 45 years old. You know, maybe I'm going to live to 70 or 75. In spite of, you know, living in fear and regretting later in my life that, you know, I should have tried this. You know, I try different things in spite of, you know, my weaknesses, in spite of not knowing what is the outcome. And meditation has opened me the door to try these things. And the second thing, you know, uh, Jeevan, what meditation has helped me, it has given me the intuitive power. Like, I know that, you know, this is the thing which I should try you know, the gut feeling, you say, you know, we have a second brain, 
So, you know, that gut feeling or the intuitive brain is there. And, you know, as I told, you know, meditation helps us to join the both hemisphere of our brain. That intuitiveness that, okay, you know, I'm going to try this. And, you know, I have the feeling that I'm going to do, you know, as good as possible. You know, once that feeling, the self, you know, image or the self-worth is there, because if my internal image is saying that, you know, I'm confident doing it, you know, it is going to reflect in the outer world at the same time. If my inner image says, you know, I'm not worthy or, you know, I have, you know, weaknesses, it is definitely going to reflect in the outer world. So it yeah. is giving me that intuitiveness, it is giving me the confidence that you know go ahead and try it and you are going to you know get triumph in whatever you are trying and just to get you a glimpse you know that i was a very average kid when i was going i did not have anything you know special you know i was average in studies i was average in sports um you know i did what my parents and teachers told me to do you know you are kind of exceptional you know you are a you know 16th uh, ranked in the judo player you you know you do so many other things but till the age of 37 you know I I considered myself as very average but you know after 37 years when I started doing meditation and when I have learned all these things I have written a book after that uh, I have launched my first app uh, I have a YouTube channel I am featured in more than 50 podcasts. I have 25 songs in Spotify. So I have ventured into different things, which was never a possibility at one time. Yeah. I think, I think comfort zone is, is the killer because if, if you never got outside of your comfort zone, you'd still be living, or you'd still be sleeping in, in the cot in your mom's house. You would never have started to walk. You would never have gone to school and never made new friends and done all these sorts of things. So I think getting out of your comfort zone is a real life hack for people. As soon as you start to feel too comfortable, it's time to try something new. And and that's important for us to develop as individuals. The other point I think you mentioned, which is which is spot on, is that your internal environment reflects your outer environment or well, vice versa, essentially. So we need to be in a good state internally. The better we are, the more value we can bring, the better we see on an external you know if we're in good if we're in you know let's say we're good um we're, we're very attractive and we're in a good mind state we then attract a, a better partner if we're in a good mental state people seem to gravitate towards us and i love the point that you made about regret because we always regret what we don't do more than what we do and fail with and the reason why that's the case is because at least when we fail and we know what we've done wrong there's clarity. We know this is what happened. I did this and this is the outcome. The problem with not acting and having that regret is that there's no clarity. There's no outcome. It's like, well, what if I did this and then this happened or this happened or this? And you go through hundreds of different outcomes in your head. And that the brain does not like that. The brain likes a closed circuit knowing this is what I did and this is what happened. And that's why regret is is, is, is really a, a, a bad thing. Bad thing. Just coming back to your gut feeling point, because we'll talk about that and then we'll move on to your book and your app, for example. What do you think this gut feeling is? Are you just a, a, an advocate of maybe it's down to 
us being back in the wild and, and being aware of what's going on? Or do you think it's being in line with source and picking up messages that we should be getting to help us to navigate the right path? Definitely, you know, we got messages from the source because, you know, there is definitely which is bigger than, you know, human beings. You know, if you, you know, see spiritual wise, you know, you know, there is God and there is different entities, you know, which some of the people believe it and they don't, you know, some of the people don't believe it. But if you see life, definitely, you know, we don't know all the answers. And, uh, you know, as a human being, you know, I try to find, you know, what is the answers because, you know, it's hard for any human being to get all the answers. Okay, what is the source, whether there is God, but definitely I believe in God. And I definitely believe that, you know, there is some external force which is helping you if you are making an effort to improve yourself. You know, if I'm sitting in my couch and, you know, expect my life to be better, you know, it, it's not a possibility. And I have done it, you know, from 2016 to 2013 to 16. I was just thinking that, you know, my life will get better. And I was not taking any action. But when I started taking action, you know, God opened me different doors, which was never a possibility. So I have to definitely say that, you know, there is something external force because we are not capable of doing all the things which, you know, we think is possible. You know, there is definitely, um, definitely something which is more powerful than any human being in this world. 100%. And I like the example of sitting on the couch because this is the mistake I think many people make about God and source energy or whatever manifestation, whatever you want to call it. It's like, well, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm believing these things, but you need to act in a way that's going to get you to that event as well. So you need to essentially reverse engineer where you need to be. And as you said, you'll be surprised about what helps you on the way. Maybe you aimed for this direction, but something happened along the way to say, actually, this is the direction you should be going and this is what you should be doing with your life. And you know, whether it's because manifestation, visualization, all of these sort of words are very hot in the ether at the moment. But it still, for me, just falls back to what has always been said in historic, religious and philosophical texts. You know, make sure that you are a good person. You are being diligent. You are providing value to others. You are in a good state mentally. You are taking time to, to go back to source energy. And, you know, as you said, there is now science that proves that. And... And this is the issue for me, is that it has to take science to prove something for a lot of people to believe something. And this is where the word faith comes in. Faith basically means, for me, you believe something without substantial scientific evidence to an extent. And that's a good way to live, because if you're always waiting for scientific evidence, you're always behind the curve, for me. Because it's someone could yeah, have because, acted it's hard to find, you know, scientific explanation of everything because, you know, this universe is very complicated. We know a tiny speck of, you know, what is there in this universe, you know, because Earth is just a small fragment, if you see that. So, again, you know, we don't know everything. And that's the reason, you know, we have to believe that, you know, there is something, you know, which is uh, definitely bigger than us. Because, you know, there are so many things which we cannot explain. 
Yeah, I mean, to be, to be honest, in some ways we can explain things. So uh, this is the example I love to use. So your mobile phone, your house, it's pretty clear that they are designed because they have functions, they um, have, well, clearly have a design, you know, they have a function, they have parts that are consistent with their function, uh, as an example. If you were to say to someone, look, your house was made randomly, they'd say, no, it wasn't. It's pretty obvious that it was built. But the same people will then say, actually, the universe is random. I was like, well, okay, well, what about all of the ecosystems? What about the how um, uh, um, atoms work and uh, subatomic particles, etc.? And then us as humans, we have arms which have functions. We have eyes, limbs, and then we all fit within this thing called nature, where we all fit together. And some jobs are done by certain things, and some jobs are done by other things. The Earth goes around the sun yeah and these orbits are consistent they're consistent and this is what baffles me that if it's so random how can everything work so well together because random things generally random things generally have random behavior they don't have fixed behavior and this is where you know i i come in and say actually yeah i, I mean I, I was previously someone who didn't believe in god and I now think, even from a logical and philosophical uh, position, it has to be true because we are essentially self-replicating. You know, we have seeds within us that replicate the next thing and it all works. And people say, oh, well, that's just genetics. I'm like, yeah, but genetics, is it in itself a code? DNA, it's a code. And it all fits together in, in a specific way. Um, for for you, do, do, do you think that meditation gets you closer to, 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 to God then? And in what way? Yes, definitely, you know, meditation helps you connect with yourself first. You know, that is what we are doing. Once you are connected with yourself, then only you can connect with, you know, any external source of God. Because, you know, once you are disconnected with your energies, it's hard to connect with anybody else. So, you know, that, that intuitiveness, it gives you, and then only you can, you know, think about, you know, anything else. So that is, that is very crucial for, you know, connecting to any source of God. Yeah, I mean, even if we take the, the, the meditation away from God and look at just human performance, it's been shown by many athletes that meditation, visualization, making like a highlight reel in your head of where things are, visualizing the perfect performance. I mean, there's a book by Lanny Basson with winning in mind that essentially what he used to do, he's an archer and he used to sit there, close his eyes and imagine the perfect arch archery. And he won the Olympics doing that because you can practice in the mind. You don't have to physically practice. And the mind is such a powerful thing. If you can use it in the right way, if you can think positively rather than negatively, if you can look at the positive in any situation, if you can believe strongly that you will be the best, you will act in a way that, that breeds that. So obviously you've used your mind to allow you to write a book, to to be, become the founder of a meditation app. Do you just want to talk about those two things? Because they're obviously something that you're trying to provide to the world and provide value. Yes, definitely. So I wrote my book in 2021 and it is called The Man with Zero Talent. And... Uh, you know, just to give you the misconception, you know, people think that this is only for men. It has nothing to do with men. It, it's, it's a book which helps you to come out from negativity to positivity. 
And once you are able to come out of positivity, you can become a better version of yourself. So I started the book with, you know, how pain and suffering can engulf our life, how to overcome that. What are the tools and techniques you can use in your daily routine? Like, you know, you can use meditation. You can, you know, set a goal. Like, you know, when I started my self-transformation journey in 2017, I set up a goal that I wanted to become a speaker. In spite of, you know, my fears, in spite of, you know, not having the experience. So, you know, having a goal, doing meditation. Again, you know, meditation does help, but I don't say that, you know, that is the only thing, you know, which is going to, you know, take you to a better version of yourself. You have to definitely implement other things in your life. Like, you know, I started walking, you know, which led me to walk my, run my first half marathon, which eventually led me to run my first full marathon. So, you know, exercise again plays a very important role because, you know, sometimes it becomes harder to, you know, control the mind with the mind. But if we are using, you know, exercise, you know, you are changing your physiology. Once you are changing your physiology, you know, you feel better. You know, there was never once that I have done exercise and I never felt better. And, you know, once you are feeling better, you will think clearly. And once your thinking brings, you know, clearer and deeper, you change your state of mind. So, you know, you can come both ways. You can come through the mind or you can, you know, change your physiology and change your state of mind. So exercise is, again, you know, very, um, you know, plays a very important role in self-transformation, anybody. So, you know, I have explained, you know, what are the scientific explanation of doing exercise. And there is a research which has told that, you know, 20 minutes of walking decreases your cardiovascular disease by, I think it's around 52%. So, you know, just only walking is beneficial to everyone. Yeah, I think... You know that, you know, we human beings are, you know, hunters and gatherers. If you see our, you know, forefathers millions of years back, we used to, you know, walk and run. You know, they used to do 10 or 12 miles every day. But, you know, now because of our lifestyle, we don't walk and do any kind of physical activity, which, you know, hampers our growth and, you know, it makes our mind, you know, fog, foggy. And, you know, we are not able to, you know, think clearly. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I think a lot of people always think about the feeling when they're doing something. Oh, it's going to be so hard when I'm at the gym. It's actually going to be annoying to go to the gym. But as you said, afterwards, you feel great. So for me, a, a real good mentality shift is to not think about the the feeling of pain or uh, the issues that come from going to work or being in uh, writing a report or writing a book. It's a feeling of afterwards. What's the carrot that you're chasing? And if you think in that way, you are more likely to undertake activities and actually improve yourself. And it's like you said about getting out of your comfort zone. I look at that as the same thing. You're currently in your comfort zone until you do that thing in, and you're sort of out of your comfort zone in terms of uh, physical in that instance, but sometimes mental as well. So what about the app then? What What sort of made you do that and and what can that do to help others and what are, what's the functionality of it so you know i launched my app in 2022 which is the extension of my book it is called luvo calming guided meditation 
and uh, any of your listeners uh, can download it from uh, Google Play Store or App uh, Play Store, and it is completely free. There is no subscription fee. And we have implemented different sections in that uh, you know, app. We have uh, one section, which is meditation. We have used uh, uh, you know, frequencies, like vibrational frequencies, like the app is going to release audio frequency from the range of 396 to 963 hertz, which is based on chakra meditation. And at the same time, the user can keep the phone in the palm of their hand and they can get a vibrational frequency of 100 to 200 hertz. And what we say that using vibrational frequency with audio frequency enhances your experience of meditation. And this has not been tried in any other app. This is the only app which has this feature. We do have a guided meditation at the same time. Um, then we do have high performance uh, meditation, you know, for athletes or students, you know, who wanted to focus. Uh, we have, uh, you know, one section for that. Then the second part is exercise. You know, the app is going to measure the number of steps you are taking, calories burned, distance travel. And it will give you a graphical representation, like, you know, how many steps you take daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. And uh, if you want, you can connect your smartwatch, like, uh, you know, Fitbit or Garmin or uh, Apple Watch to the app, so that you are syncing all the data from the watch to the app. And the third section we have is the water analysis. Like, you know, we live in cold countries, like, you know, especially US, uh, where it's, you know, eight or nine months is cold. So we don't drink enough water. And Jeevan, as you are aware that our body and um, our brain is made up of 60 to 70% of water. And if we are not supplementing or, you know, hydrating ourselves with enough water, it can lead to anxiety or depression. So the app is going to remind you every, you know, two or three hours to, you know, take enough water so that you are not dehydrated. Uh, the fourth section we have is the sleep analysis. Like if you're not able to sleep, you know, well, and even if it is one night, you know, it can uh, lead to, you know, foggy brain and the mind. So the app is going to analyze your light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. And again, you can get all the data from your smartwatch at the same time. Then uh, we do have gratitude because, you know, gratitude plays a very important role to live a happy and healthy life. So the person can, you know, select, you know, what they are grateful for because, you know, there are so many things we should be grateful for in our daily routine. And if you see that, you know, 90% of the human being is grateful for you know at least 80 to 90 percent of their life they are not happy with you know 10 percent of what is going around in them and then and then what they do is they bog their head only for that 10 percent so rather than seeing you know that negative side you know see the positive side with good you know or which is good happening in your life you know you have a job you have a house you have clothes to wear you know those are the things which we have to cultivated you know for me i can say that you know gratitude does not come naturally and i believe that you know it doesn't come naturally to any human being we have to cultivate the habit 
Okay, we have to see the good in our life. So gratitude is one of the sections. Then, you know, our main feature right now is live, you know, meditation. We have live uh, sessions going on for meditation. We have uh, live yoga classes. We have sessions for healthy eating. Because again, you know, what you put inside your mouth definitely plays a role, you know, how your mind is functioning. Because if you are eating, you know, junk food like pizza, sodas, you, you know, your body will be, you know, lazy or lethargic and your mind is going to, you know, act in the same way. So, you know, we have a section for healthy eating, then we have gratitude, we have meditation, music. These are all live sessions which happens, you know, once or twice a day. And then we have a section for blog, you know, to give information and knowledge because, you know, knowledge is power. Because people, if they are able to understand why they are doing, you know, meditation, what are the benefits, you know, how it is helping them, you know, what are the benefits of cold shower, then it becomes easier. Because if I say do meditation to you, people say, you know, why should I do it? Because, you know, sitting in cross leg position, you know, uh, thinking of one thought, it becomes harder. But if I tell you, you know, these are the advantages uh, which you are going to see in six or eight weeks, and uh, you cannot, you know, measure the benefits of meditation because it's so um, intangible. But you know, once you know that these are the benefits, it makes it much more easier. Yeah. So it sounds like you've got like a one-stop shop then for. For all of the different areas and i like the 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 uh, vibrational stuff because i know even nikola tesla says the 369 and vortex mathematics is the key to the universe i don't know if you know this as well sanjeev that i don't know the year but they changed the normal recording frequency of pop music from 432 hertz which is you know seen as for, for many to be the ultimate frequency to 440 hertz a very small change that may may or may not be some of the reasons that people are less spiritual today and that maybe there are issues with violence etc maybe that was a strong uh, and because for me the, the question would be why change it if it had always been 432 why would you change to 440 especially with the connotations of 432 it's almost like they want us to be they being the the government etc want us to be weaker individuals to make us easier to control that would be that would be my thought process but I wonder what your thoughts are on the vibrational stuff you know for example i know that there's a 369 there's um what's the other one five there's one is 500 range one 900 range that seem to be like uh extremely beneficial to you do you know of anyone specifically that is meant to be the best or do they have different sort of benefits if you like and just before i mention that i don't know if you saw something go around on instagram recently where they put rice on a table and they have a speaker there with different frequencies and the rice makes different shapes like real sort of artistic shapes and it just shows that that sound does hold a picture or a message yes so i haven't seen the video which you're talking about but i can you know talk about vibrational frequencies 
like I think it was David Hawkins, you know, who measured energy in the form of frequencies. So if a person is vibrating from zero hertz to 200 hertz, he's in a negative state of mind. You know, it can be, you know, anger, it can be jealousy, it can be sadness. But if you are vibrating at a frequency of 200 or up, it means, you know, you are vibrating in a frequency of joy, happiness and enlightenment. So what is the role of us? You know, everything is vibrating. As you mentioned that, you know, there is a speaker and, you know, that uh, uh, rice uh, was moving because you know, every, every object in this planet has a vibrational frequency. We don't know about it, but it has a frequency. So, you know, how we can vibrate in a higher frequency, you know, that is the key thing which we wanted to talk about because when we are vibrating in a lower frequency, we will attract the same things in our life. If I'm, you know, in an anger state, you know, I'm going to, you know, attract only those things. So for me to, you know, you know, achieve something or change something remarkable, I have to start vibrating at a higher frequency. So that, you know, how you can do it through meditation, you know, like we have used uh, um, chakra meditation. So they have seven levels. So from root chakra to the crown chakra. So the root chakra is the lowest one, which is 396 hertz, which is based at, uh, you know, the spine or uh, the navel region. Is that 369 or 396? 396. 396. And, uh, you know, when you are vibrating and when you are in that level, you are kind of, not well protected you know you are struggling for food clothes and shelter so you are at the lowest level and uh, you know you have to slowly rise to the crown level so you know 396 is the first one then it goes to you know 426 or something 439 i think is the next one and you are talking about you know changing from 432 to 440 that might be the reason and, you know, it slowly glow, goes upper from that. And the highest one is the crown chakra, which is 963 hertz, which is a kind of state of enlightenment. So, you know, the role of every human being is how can we open these chakras, which are the energy centers? Because if our energy centers are blocked, then we are not able to vibrate at higher frequencies. And most of the human being, if, if you see that they, they, are, they are just vibrating at the lower three levels. It's very yeah. few people who are able to open their, uh, you know, third eye or the crown chakra or the throat, throat chakra. Yeah. Some of the people who are meditating, they are able to open their heart chakra. Because if you are able to open your heart chakra, it means you are having the loving and kindness towards you and to other human beings. And if you are able to reach that point also, you know, that is something which is remarkable. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of talk, isn't there, historically of the pineal gland, even in Egypt, you know, it, it's shown in the hieroglyphics. But I think, as you said, most people are on a low frequency. They watch bad TV, they consume bad food, they listen to music that incites violence, they are bad to other human beings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it all builds up to them being in a in a in a bad place. And for for those people who think this is bullshit, 
if you look at even quantum physics, they've proved that every particle vibrates and it's not even physical. Like the table that you're sitting at or the chair that you're on is is essentially just vibrations. And it's made up of those particular elements. And this is the key thing for me, that if everything is made up of those little protons, you know, those little cells, essentially, photons, and everything is made up of those, and we are made up of those, as you said earlier, 60-70% of it is water, but the cells are actually those cells. Surely, it does make a difference in terms of the the way that we vibrate. So, to, to sort of finalise, really, what are the key points that you want people to remember from today? What key message do you want to, to give out, and where can people reach you? So the key message which I wanted to leave to any users is, you know, keep or start working on yourself. You know, it can be your physical or mental health. It can be your goals or dreams, or it can be, you know, to improve your communication skills or your writing skills. And, you know, pick a goal, however small it is, and start working it from today rather than, you know, thinking that, you know, you will start at one fine day, you know, when all the, you know, traffic lights will align and, you know, when all the stars will align for you. Because, you know, if I see my journey, you know, I did not know which direction is going, but, you know, I started doing the things which I know at that point is right. And slowly and gradually you can, you know, course correct your journey at the same time. Because 20 years down the lane, as we discussed, we will be more regretful for the things which we did not do than by the things which we have done. So, you know, explore, dream, discover yourself, find your strength. And in spite of, you know, having the weakness, have the courage to pursue it. It's not about, you know, accomplish something. It's about, you know, trying to do different things and, uh, you know, make making yourself a resilient of, you know, fear or any kind of stress in your life. And people, if they wanted to reach me, they can reach in my Facebook page, The Man With Zero Talent. I have a YouTube channel, which is called Lugo Productions. People can download the app free of cost in Google Play Store or App Play Store, which is called Lugo. And uh, if they are downloading the free app, they can get the link of uh, the book at the same time, which is again free of cost. Uh, people can find us in our website www.zesttolive.com. So these are the platforms they can reach me. Um, Fantastic. Well, thank you very much again, Sanjay, for being on the show. Provided loads of good value, and it's actually making me feel like I need to meditate this evening because I do try and meditate as much as possible listen to um actually frequencies and real positive like classical style music to put me in a good mind state but I feel like I actually need to do this after after the call so thanks for the inspiration okay thank you very much Jeevan you know I have to give uh, get inspiration from you at the same time you are you know such an accomplished person and you know that is the main you know motive me you know being in this platform or you know i go to different podcasts because as i mentioned you know i did not have any special talent i was a very average kid and you know if i can do it you know sky is the limit for your listeners or to your users you know just believe in yourself you know 
keep trying different things. You know, as you know the law, you know, this, this is the law of nature that what you sow is what you are going to harvest later. So, you know, just invest your time in something useful and you are going to get the benefits later in your life. Thank you very much, Jeevan. I hope, you know, your users will get some of the benefits from our podcast. Fantastic. Have a great day. Thank you.